started playing guitar at age 11, picked up the bass at age 12, so I, I figured I'd always have a gig. There weren't many people playing bass back then, but everybody needed a, a bass in the band. And so I've been able to play on my television show. I'll hear people say, oh, I saw you play with Leonard Skinner or Alabama or all these people I played with, Toby Keith or George Jones or all these folks. And I'll say, I didn't know you were that good. I said, I'm not that good, but it's my show. <laughs> it's show. I get to play. <laughs> That's, right. That's how this works out. The Mid-America Passion Play Auction Gala is on November 14th. Of course, maestro Dr. Jim Whitmire is the wonderful director of this presentation of the last week of Christ's life on earth. This Mid-America Passion Play Gala is always a wonderful way to help support the cause. And this year, the guest speaker and honorary chair is Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor Mike, thanks so much for joining Bot Radio Network here on Mid-South Viewpoint right now. It is my pleasure, and I'm re- very much looking forward to it. I've been a uh, longtime admirer of Jim Whitmire. Um, <laughs> I've known him for many years, from the days that he was at the magnificent Bellevue Baptist Church and Dr. Adrian Rogers. He's just uh, probably one of the most gifted, creative people that God has on earth right now. So uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful evening, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, he has those genes for perpetual youngness. I don't know where they come from, but and the energy level he has and keeps going strong for the Lord. And I know his heart is tied very closely to the Passion Play each year and presenting the gospel. Of course, I want to remind our folks, uh, Governor, that they can tune in to The Huckabee Show every Saturday, 7 p.m. Central and Sundays at 8 p.m. Central on TBN. I'll tell you what, you're just taking that show to new directions. I just love the the guests you have on and the entertainment and the fun and the serious talk you do have on The Huckabee Show. Well, I appreciate that. What we wanted to create was a television show that is unlike anything else that's on. I think we've done that. But it's very much like the television that many of us grew up with, where television was wholesome, it was family-friendly, but it was also a variety, and it was entertaining. So ours is not just wall-to-wall political content. I tell people we have just enough to keep it interesting and current, but not enough to make your head explode and your blood pressure go to 400 over 300. (laughs) We also have uh, clean comedians, acrobats. We do music on every show because we do it in Nashville before a live audience. And how do you do a show in Nashville without music? Well, you don't. So we have some phenomenal music on the show every week. And it's just a a show that people can sit down, enjoy, learn some things, be not only informed, but entertained and encouraged and and hopefully edified. It's all of that. And uh, quite frankly, I tell people I've never had so much fun doing something in my life. I can't believe I get paid to do it. Oh, my. Well, Governor, your father was a firefighter. Your mother worked for the Louisiana Transit Company. What was life like growing up in the Huckabee home? Of course, You were born back in August 24th, 1955 in Hope, Arkansas, son of Dorsey W. and May Elder Huckabee. What was life like in that home? Well, you know, we grew up poor. I think a lot of people don't understand that that was pretty typical for a lot of us growing up in the South during that post-World War II era. My dad worked two jobs. He never finished high school. He just knew hard work, got his hands dirty. I tell people, you know, the the miracle of my life is that I'm the first male in my entire family lineage to even graduate high school, much less go to college. And if someone had told my dad, hey, you know, your son will one day be the governor of the state, will run for president, will be on television, 
I'm sure he would have laughed and said, that's really funny, you know, some kid out of Hope, Arkansas, right? But one of the reasons that I love America so much is because that in this country, a kid who came up like I did can end up exceeding what anyone could have imagined. And it's really by the grace of God. And the verse that changed my life as a teenager was Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I was 15 years old, that verse really went deep within my soul and was transformative for me. And I've, I've seen it come to be. And, you know, God has been so good. So I think for all of us who have experienced God's grace and the favor and the joy of being in this country where there's unlimited opportunity and possibility, no matter what happens, there's still a lot to celebrate being who God has made us to be. Oh, Governor, what a great word. Well, you mentioned graduating from college. You were the first one in your family to do so. Wachita Baptist University. I, I love the beautiful Wachita Mountains in that area. What were your plans after graduation from Wachita? Well, originally, my plan was to get into Christian broadcasting and one day maybe get into politics. I started in radio at age 14, got a job at the local radio station in Hope, Arkansas. That in itself is a miracle. But that empowered me to be able to uh, get an education. I could never have gone on to college without having had that job. You know, I worked junior high, high school, college, graduate school in radio and later in television. And so I just kind of figured, well, I'll serve the Lord by being in some type of Christian broadcasting. Well, I did that for a while, ran an ad agency that primarily focused on Christian organizations and large ministries. And then I ended up doing something that I didn't expect to do, and that's I was a pastor for 12 years. That was sort of a detour in a way, but God used that as what I call the ultimate graduate school experience for me in learning about just what people struggle with. And it was an extraordinary time of my life. Excuse me, Governor, would you describe that specific call in your life? You know, pastors will talk about God's call. And I know you attended Southwestern Theological Seminary. What about that specific call to know that you were called to preach God's Word and to be a pastor? Well, it was sort of, again, a, an unusual circumstance because I was not anticipating becoming a, a pastor full-time. I was running an ad agency and uh, doing radio and television. And the church asked me would I come and fill in for him one Sunday speaking, because they'd heard me speak at a banquet. And they said, you know, they didn't have a pastor. Would I do it? I said, sure. Then they said, well, would you be interested in being our interim pastor? And I thought, well, I could do that while I'm still running, you know, my ad business. So I did that. And several months later, they said, well, we think we found our pastor. I said, great. Well, when is my last Sunday? And they said, well, that's just it. We think God wants you to be our pastor. <laughs> my first reaction was, well, I don't think so. You know, that wasn't what we agreed to. And they said, well, pray about it, which is always a dangerous thing to do. And I ended up being there six years. It was six wonderful years in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And then a church in Texarkana, Arkansas, asked me to come be their pastor. And in both cases, the ministry that I had was, I guess, a little untraditional, because with a background in mostly broadcasting and in media, uh, we did things differently. You know, we built community television channels that the church owned and operated, but they were really ministry tools, not just to broadcast church services, but all kinds of programming that was quality, family, wholesome programming. And it was just, again, a great period of my life. I've always believed that sometimes our mistake is thinking that when God calls us, the only thing he can call us to is to be a pastor or a missionary, maybe a worship leader. And if you're not vocationally serving God and getting a paycheck for it, then you're not being called. 
I think the real call is to follow Jesus. That's the call. And then from that, there are many things that the Lord may call us to do in terms of a vocation, the things for which we get a paycheck or show up for work every day. But the ultimate call is to be a faithful follower of Christ, to seek to be his servant and a witness for his grace and his glory. Amen. Amen. Governor Huckabee, I know you're often called upon by Fox News and other media outlets to give your thoughts on world events and things happening I feel we would be amiss if we didn't ask your thoughts about the horrific events that have unfolded in Israel after terrorist attacks by Hamas. Well, it's been heartbreaking. And my first trip to Israel was uh, 50 years ago this summer, 1973, just before the Yom Kippur War. I was still a teenager and I went there. I've been going to Israel since that time, 50 years ago. Started taking groups of people in 1981. I was just there in August. I've been over 100 times well familiar with the country and its people, been a close friend of Benjamin Netanyahu for probably 25 years. And this is a heartbreaking situation because of viciousness and the barbarian attacks on the Jewish people by Hamas. One thing I hope people will understand is that not only are the Jews living in the homeland that God gave them from the time of Abraham, but this the only place that really makes sense for them to establish as their country because it is their indigenous home. When Hamas wants to murder them, and obviously so does Hezbollah and so does Iran, when people tell you they're going to kill you, you might want to take them seriously. But the level of massacre that was inflicted upon the Jewish people is just so heinous that oh, yes. I cannot imagine that there are college students out parading in the streets somehow thinking that the Israelis are the ones that are at fault. I'm a biblical literalist. I believe the Scripture is the inerrant, infallible Word of God. If it says it, I believe it. And in Genesis 12, it says that God will bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. I want to make sure, as sometimes you hear said, be on the right side of history. Well, there's no more right side of history to be on than in standing with the people of God. And for those who would say that they hope Israel collapses— I don't think I would want to be in their shoes because I don't want God's curse. I want his blessing. So uh, I just believe that this is an important time for all believers and all Americans to say we're going to stand with Israel, not because they're perfect, because they're not. But we're going to stand with them because it's a, a scriptural admonition and because ultimately God will put his hand on that nation and its people. Yes. Well, Governor, you know, news like what's coming from Israel, unrest in cities around the world, race divisions, and other chaotic turmoil that the human race encounters really points to the only true peace available through Jesus Christ. Would you say that these are important times for the gospel to be presented, even through dramatic productions like the Mid-America Passion Play? Well, absolutely. And one of the reasons that a presentation like this is so powerful is because some people may never show up for a church service and hear a sermon because they just don't think it would speak to them. But they do have an interest in uh, pageantry and presentations that uh, that are very, really, I guess, illuminating and uh, just well done. But when they hear the gospel in the context of the message and understand that there really is a way through these challenges of our lives— and that sin debilitates us, but grace releases us from that. Oh, amen. When we hear that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's transformative. That's what I believe is so very valuable about Mid-America Passion Play and the way that it will reach people that no other particular form or platform will. So, you know, I pray it's a 
magnificent way, as it has been in the past, to bring people to Christ. Well, Governor, you will be the special guest speaker and honorary chair for the gala this year on November 14th for the Mid-America Passion Play Auction Gala. Are you excited about coming? You know, I am. I'm always thrilled to come across the river to our, I call it our sister city, Memphis, because those of us in Arkansas, I think we have more in common with the people of Memphis and, you know, the Mid-South region. The culture is very similar. And it's funny to me, I do my television show in Nashville. I've got a lot of friends in East Tennessee, Knoxville and Chattanooga and so on. And, you know, they sometimes always don't look as favorably on Memphis. And I'm thinking, well, that's just strange because those of us in Arkansas, we kind of like Memphis. You know, <laughs> these are these are folks like us. They like barbecue and good blues music, and we we kind of understand a Delta mindset. But these are the kind of folks that you don't have to know them 20 years for them to <laughs> hug your neck and invite you in to sit down and have some cornbread with them. Amen, Governor. We love that. Well, Dr. Whitmire just walked in the studio. He was rushing here, got in the studio, and so glad that Jim is here. And I got one last question. I know our time is set on 15 minutes, and so we're going to honor that time for you, Governor. What about picking up the bass guitar? I know oftentimes on the Huckabee Show, you'll play along with your musical guest. When did you first take interest in playing the bass? I started playing guitar at age 11. Um, now, at age 8, when I heard the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, I realized that my future was to be the fifth Beatle, <laughs> and that's what I thought I was going to be. It didn't work out, but I started playing guitar at age 11, picked up the bass at age 12, so I, I figured I'd always have a gig. There weren't many people playing bass back then, but everybody needed a, a bass in the band. And so I've been able to play on my television show I'll hear people say, oh, I saw you play with Leonard Skinner or Alabama or all these people I've played with, Toby Keith or George Jones or all these folks. And they'll say, I didn't know you were that good. I said, I'm not that good, but it's my show. <laughs> it's show. I get to play. <laughs> That's, right. That's how this works out. <laughs> oh. So I have a lot of fun, and uh, I certainly don't deserve to be on stage with many of these people I've grown up really loving and listening to their music. But at the same time, I never turn it down. I tell people I'll play at the drop of a hat. And if necessary, I drop my own hat just to be able to do it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Jim, do you need a bass player for the Passion Play? Yes. In fact, <laughs> we're going to have him play bass at the uh, gala also. We have a great band, and we're going to do Blue Suede Shoes. We'll have a visit from... Uh, Elvis and Scylla is going to be there with him to do Mustang <laughs> Sally and, and, and Godner. I think these are two songs that you know. And then we'll, I do. we'll end with a hymn. Uh, Ken Hartley is going to be there. And I know you know Ken Hartley. He, I do. He's a great guy. Dear friend. Oh, I, I love him. I, and uh, he's been a friend of mine for so many years and known him since he was a young, young boy. But we're so excited about having you here in Memphis. And I I think with uh, the world situation the way it is today and and the promise of the changed life that comes through seeing the life of Christ in a passion play all sort of comes together on November the 14th when we have you here. We'll have about 400 or so people there. We will auction off the bass guitar that you play on at the end. And I'm even talking with Trey Corley about arranging the music for you. I know he does that on your TV show. But we are so excited to have you. Adrian Rogers loved you, and you've preached at Bellevue and been there uh, several times. Yes. In fact, well, Adrian Rogers, one of the greatest preachers in the history of Christendom, and I used to say about Adrian, 
that man could read from the menu at McDonald's and I would get a blessing from it. It wasn't just that he had that wonderful voice, which he did, but I've never seen anyone who could so more brilliantly encapsulate the simplicity of the gospel and make it practical and applicable to a daily life. There was just never been one like him. And, you know, I'm I'm sorry you missed the kind things I said about you at the beginning of this interview, Jim, (laughs) because I was really singing your praises but it was all sincere, and because you weren't there to hear it, it's even more evident that it was a sincere thing rather than just flattering you because you were in the room at the time. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love you. I know Adrian Rogers really was very rarely away from his pulpit, even when he was president of the Southern Baptist Convention for those three years during that time of the whole turnaround of the Southern Baptist Convention in the 80s. But he would very rarely give up his pulpit for someone else, but he would always give it up for you. Uh, also, I was at First Baptist Church Jacksonville when you would come there for the pastor's conferences, and um, right. I'm so honored to be able to know you and to, especially to have you at this gala event on November the 14th. I think it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Our, our sponsors are, of course, Agent Rogers Loveworth Finding. In fact, it's going to be Carrie Vaughn that's going to do Elvis, and his wife is going to be uh, calls her Scylla. Uh, she's going to sing Mustang <laughs> Sally. And uh, Ken Hartley is going to sing a hymn uh, as, as you play the bass, and then we're going to auction off that bass if you will uh, sign it, and that'll be one of the auction items at the auction. Well, I'm sorry that the value of the base will go down substantially <laughs> if I play it and sign it, but hopefully we'll get a little something out of it. Well, at least, Governor, you can put some new strings on the base before you bring it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be a fun evening. And, you know, one of the things I love about it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a night where when people come, they're going to certainly be challenged with the opportunity to be partners of the Passion Play, but they're going to have a great evening. It's going to be entertaining and uplifting. They're not just going to sit there with their heads down in their plates. They'll have a great time. Well, Lance and Terry Walker are national auctioneer stars, have won major awards across oh. the auctioning, and they'll be there. They make it so much fun, Mike. You're going to enjoy the evening they, with the Walkers. They are amazing. The three people we do not want to get sick is Governor Huckabee and Terry and Lance Walker. Yeah. He is uh, president of the National Auctioneers elected in San Diego. She is the past president, first time in history that husband and wife have both been presidents. And you can't get them together. You can't afford them. But because they love the Lord so much, they love the passion play, they love Governor Huckabee, they're doing this together. And together they are just they're incredible. dynamite. They are. Yeah, they're so they're good. wonderful. Well, Governor, again, I know your time was limited on the program. We're enjoying our time with you as long as you can stay. But if you need to move on, we understand. We can't thank you enough for joining Bond Radio Network today. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you're very kind. I just want to say I hope people will be there on the 14th. We're going to have a terrific evening. I'm excited to be able to be with uh, Jim Whitmire again because, as I said early in the show, he didn't even hear it. But there's just not a more creative, energetic, and gifted saint of God in the worship world today than Jim Whitmire. And, you know, the influence that he's had not just in Memphis and Jacksonville and a few of the places that he's been, but worldwide, it's just immeasurable. So it's going to be a great time, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Thank you. It's an honor to be with you. God bless you, Governor. Thank you so much for joining Bot Radio. 
Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Well, Jim, this has been a great time. You had a fly in here. Uh, <laughs> you didn't break any laws, did you, on the way? I'm afraid I did. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're not going to give you these camera lights. You know, they capture you when you go through the red light. Hope you didn't have too many of those. We'll just give those back to Kathy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It was wonderful to have Governor Mike Huckabee, as you spoke so well of him, just his heart and his love for Jesus. And yes. really what motivates him, that's what's exciting about the governor is how much he loves the Lord and understands the gospel and the need yeah. for the gospel. But he's got such good common sense. Yes. Uh, him and Newt Gingrich are two people that are just amazing when it comes to uh, expressing themselves, yes. uh, you know, clearly and putting world events into the right way, their, their minds. I love the way their minds work. The gala coming up on November 14th. Why is it important to have this gala? Well, it's a way to raise money to uh, finance the Passion Play, which will be at Mid-America Seminary, and we call it the Mid-America Passion Play. And that will be next March, Palm Sunday weekend. We'll do six performances of it. Last year, we had 45 professions of faith and 55 rededications and I even baptized my great-granddaughter because of it, and she didn't fill out a card. She wasn't one of the 41, <laughs> but she was in it, and she was on stage. And we have about 40 to 50 children who uh, come in and out of the scenes on stage. And it's amazing how you'll watch the production, and they forget about the audience, but they're looking at the recreated scenes of Jesus and the people and all the major parts of his life, the death, burial, and, and resurrection. And it becomes very, very real to them and touches their hearts. The stage production is so powerful. Yes. Of course, the saying is a, a picture is worth a thousand words, but these productions have gone on for 4,000 years or uh, ever since man, even the Greeks, you know, had the Greek tragedies in the plays. People People enjoy going to plays, and there's so many things that will reach the heart when they see the pictures depicted on stage. And of course, 95% uh, of the whole uh, script is scripture. Yes. So the actors are preaching the word, and the Bible says the word will not return void. Amen. It'll go out, and it will plant a seed. And even though we had 41 professions of faith and 55 rededications, there are far many thousands of seeds seeds that were planted that are going to come to fruition through this. And people enjoy a good play, but they will enjoy and be blessed by yes. the passion. Now, going back to the gala now, I believe there's opportunities for table sponsorships. Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, 42 tables available, and I think there are about 10 tables left at $2,000 a table, but it holds 10 people, and we would like for you to buy a table, but there is a way of buying one seat, too, as we get toward the end and selling all the tables. But Huckabee's table, which was the main one, sold the first day. A group out of New York State bought that because they wanted to sit with him and be with him. And they are a humanitarian group out of New York State that deal with Romania and Europe and, and Africa and, and work with people and, and spread the gospel around the world. And that was a $5,000 table. But we could have sold three of those had I had three Huckabees. <laughs> and... Uh, 
But just being there during these times in our world, I mean, we don't know what the future is going to hold. There's but the same. We, we know who holds the, the future. We know who holds the future, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't think it's happenstance that here next month we have Huckabee that's going to be right here in our city at this banquet, raising money for the Passion Play. But we need to hear from men like him, you know, in this situation. And, and of course, the world needs Jesus. Amen. I mean, they, they need to hear the gospel. And that's what this Passion Play is all about. Well, we've referred often to Adrian Rogers. And I one of the things he always would say when we look at times that are desperate like we're living in now, that it's getting gloriously dark. Yes. Because the light of the gospels able to shine in the darkness. That's really the true light, Jim. Yes. I worked 38 years with him, eight years in Florida and 30 here in Memphis at Bellevue Baptist Church. And the thing from day one, when I started working with him, he changed my life as he preached the Bible. A lot of people sum Adrian up in one word with integrity, which is true. I mean, he, he is a man of integrity. But the word I think of is Jesus. I'd never heard a preacher say the word Jesus and preach about Jesus as much as he did. And I was raised as a kid in Southern Baptist churches and saved and called to the ministry, but it changed my life. And I didn't realize till I rededicated my life that I was a liberal Christian. <laughs> I became a conservative, you know, working with him. And I told somebody, in fact, Adrian said this one time, he says, those of us up here on the pulpit, the ministers, he says, we're, we're paid to be good, but all of you are good for nothing. Yeah, you know? I remember you know? that. I remember that. But, but, you know, I was paid to go to church, but every sermon I heard impacted my life and it changed me, changed my family. So, Jim, for our listeners to get more information about the Mid-America Passion Play Gala auction that's coming up, there's a website. Yes, midamericapassionplay.org. Or they can call Crossroads Baptist Church, 901-309-7777. That's a pretty easy number to remember. Or call Terry Walker directly. Now, her number is 901-413-9738. 413-9738 and you can buy a table or she will show you how to buy an individual seat. Dr. Jim Whitmire, my dear brother, always good to have you in the studio. Excited about the gala coming up on November 14th with Governor Mike Huckabee. It's going to be a wonderful evening, friends, so please get your tickets, sponsor the tables, and come out and support. Really, you're investing in ministry. Thank you. I praise the Lord for you, too. Thank, Thank you, you, brother. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>